0: Welcome to our podcast, Revival in Jesus' Way. Disciple making is Jesus' way to change the world. This is the one mission that his people should focus on.
1: There is only one way, his way, to create lasting transformation. And God is calling his church to wake up.
0: I'm your host, Tim Keho,
1: And I am Ying Yan Chu. So
0: this is podcast 10, Cliche 10 disciple-making's impact, too slow and too small. We're uh, here at the last episode of a series on cliches, um, and cliches are the lies of the half-truths that can entrap people in the church, and they do so by kind of giving this halfway picture of what the reality, the biblical reality is. And this cliche in particular has to do with disciple making's impact often it's seen that um disciple making itself it's a slow long process and the results are small like you you don't see a lot of results immediately and and this kind of comes from two different areas one thing is that oftentimes the the goal is not the same goal that biblically so often we're people we're looking for a decision made for jesus Um, Instead of depth, instead of um, depth in someone's life, someone's knowing Jesus well, like Jesus said, abide in me and you will bear fruit. Um, In Colossians 128, Paul said that him we proclaim, warning everyone, teaching everyone to present everyone mature in Christ. So the, the goal again and again is maturity. You know, Jesus said in the Great Commission that to make disciples, teaching them all that I have commanded you. So there's again and again this maturity goal. In scripture, but then kind of we have this smaller goal of just getting a decision for Jesus, and so disciple making seems like oh it's it's distracting from the main goal. Um, secondly, it seems
1: like a waste of time.
0: Yeah, it seems like oh it's a waste of time. You're not you're not working towards this main goal. That's the goal is to save sinners from hell. That's the goal, um, and so whenever that itself is held up as the main goal, the it, 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 discipleship just seems like a distraction. Secondly, it doesn't, it's not as shiny. It doesn't look as big. So a lot of times people see these mass gatherings, you know, this this kind of report of, um, oh, we had 60 people at our event. We had a
2: Christmas party. Yeah, like we we were talking yeah. earlier
0: about um, different, looking at different missionary letters and uh, one hand looking at one, this minister that's very deep. But, you know, they're only helping a few people at a time to really go deep with Christ. On the other side, you have these other mission letters of these people who just got in the mission field, and they start talking about, oh, in this foreign country where Christianity is pretty rare, we had 40 people come to our Christmas party, Mm -hmm. Um, and so that seems a lot bigger. You know, even when we read it, when you first read it, it seems like, oh, all these people who don't know Jesus all showed up at this place. What a big, amazing thing that is. And so I'm
1: over that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Sometimes uh, immediately when you when I see that, I think, oh wow, look at all that, but when you think about it, you know, it's, you, you start to, when you think about the things we're going to talk about today, you start to see how this is kind of a cliche thinking.
1: Yeah, so so we will do a, like a comparison between those, we, we can say three big types of ministry, um, like the A, we say um, it's, they have ministry that they have disciple making and evangelism, and B, only do evangelism, but without discipleship. Actually, nowadays, even B-type is pretty hard to find. Mm. Um, how many people, if you interview pastors, or if you interview Christians, how many people go out and verbally share gospel, uh, either with people they know they don't know? It's already very few. And then actually, a majority probably would, it's a mix, and but more forward towards type C, which is more activity-based gathering. Mm. And as long as people would, go to their uh, event or several times events if they um uh, pray that prayer then mass count towards your uh, accomplishment so oftentimes it's a little bit evangelism and mixed with the friendship activity based gathering mm. that's more the status of the nowadays church but but that's that's go to really the um mass the mass of it the, the math, I mean the science, mm. <laughs> the calculation of uh, multiplication. So, so let's first to see, uh, what it, what is by definition, what is multiplication, what is addition. Mm. So, so that's that's imagine a, a number of um a set of uh, numbers. Let's begin to compare addition and uh, multiplication. So let's let's use the word uh, let's use the number two. So when we add Two two times is four, right? And then if two to the second power is also four, so it doesn't seem too big a difference. And then let's jump to, uh, say, uh, eight. So two to the eighth power is one hundred and twenty-eight. And then two, uh, we add add up to, add up two for eight times. Uh, two by eight is Sixteen. Mm. So let's just simply see, uh, what a big gap between the results, sixteen and one hundred twenty-eight. So, and then as we go by, the number will be um, more and more apart.
2: Mm.
1: It would be, say, actually to, I don't know, to twenty or thirty. It would be. Um, the 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 twentieth power or thirtieth power, more and more it will close to the uh, astronomical figures. And plus the difference is when you use the addition. So addition means like uh, if we convert someone, then that person is converted. And then I wouldn't disciple them. That's that's addition. Mm. So like um, each week, each each day, you have people convert. Just add up, add those to your uh fruit back mm. say like that. But the difference is so let's go back to the uh the the number eight. So uh either add up eight times or the eighth power. Uh you can see the one hundred and twenty because it it's through the way of disciple making so the quality is different. The sixteen is sixteen almost like barren Christians because nobody trained them. And the one hundred and twenty eight it's the eighth generation of of people. Suppose that person they they didn't find other new people to disciple. They just make sure that the two people they disciple they will go on to disciple other people mm-hmm. through the eighth generation. Then there will be 128 laborers. So that's that kind of a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Because even in a even a mega church, you don't find a 128 laborers. M- most uh, most of the Christians, most of the pastors throughout their lifetime, they haven't trained 128 laborers, mm-hmm. generational laborers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot I mean, of times it's a lot like the addition problem there where you have the two people that are maybe able to really do evangelism um, from the pulpit, and they're just continually adding those two. They're just, you know, having these big gatherings and everything. Okay, you know, two more or nominally whatever number came to Christ again for, the, for this week, you know, two more came this next week, and that's really, that is the sum total of what you're really seeing from the impact of uh, that, that kind of bringing people into Christ um, kind of method. You're seeing that addition of a little bit um, continually.
2: Mm. And
1: so I have another material might help you to think of more specifically for disciple-making ministry ethereal from wda the worldwide uh discipleship association Mm. uh, from our friend mary yeah (laughs) so so here it's uh they gave you a chart to um so in the how do i say um they compare if one person have one comfort each week Mm. And then they compare them ten years, twenty years, thirty years.
2: Mm,
0: that's a lot, right? That's, yeah, yeah, one that's a lot. converted like, one person a week. I wish I was doing evangelism and able to convert one person a week.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, mm. we're not like that, and uh, we 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 try to be like that. I mean, mm. that's great. Like, like um, w- we we totally don't see like a, a discipleship and evangelism how they separate actually they they connected so mm. so but suppose that person have one comfort each week, but then they uh he doesn't do disciple making mm. so they don't uh he doesn't disciple them, and then another type of person is here has the number like uh says I use one year to uh disciple one disciple, and then that disciple will disciple others, so it's one year, but we feel like we can compare it to the number like um Disciple three disciples each three years, because that's a more reasonable number. Mm. So it means um, one person from uh, for the first three years he would he he would in the beginning find three people who are willing to be disciples and the disciple that three people for three years mm. and then on the fourth year um, he himself and that three people will mm. go go ahead to disciple three others mm-hmm. and use three years. Okay, so that that's the scenario. Mm-hmm. So so let's compare the uh the, the number. So the first year of of course the uh the person convert uh one person each week has uh fifty three fifty two or fifty three weeks in a year, that's because and then the the other discipler just defined three people two uh, disciples so in total the, he has four disciples mm-hmm. that yeah. that in progress right and then for year which which one we choose year six so on year six uh the first person already have 313 comforts and then so that's that's what will show on the ministry report right wow this person is definitely gifted. He has 313 comforts, including himself. And then the discipler has 16 mm. persons. Um, but that's what we said. They are all laborers. They active, that 16 person actively disciple others. But discipling takes time. Mm. Like if you receive this kind of mission report, you know, which one will you support? okay <laughs> mm, so exactly. um and then so the uh, in year 15 for the first person he will have 781 comforts including himself but then miraculously guess what's the number for the discipler is 1024 mm-hmm. wow
2: Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. does
1: that happen, right? That's mm-hmm. the power of multiplication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in the earlier, I used the number two. It's a little bit, you know, <laughs> slower. Mm-hmm. The, the, the the yeah, the multiplication would be slower. But the three it's really really powerful. Mm-hmm. And then that's 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 just for fun. Let's just choose um uh the twenty one. Okay, twenty one. The first person has one thousand ninety three. Still, that's a lot. Mm. But then, for the discipler, he will have how much? Mm -hmm. 16,384. Yeah, it's huge. That's like what? That's like he can change the whole state Mm. or whole country. Mm. Because those people are the light and soft. Those people really have the depth of life. They're laborers. They're ready to give birth. To more and more and
0: more. Yeah, and I like that you pointed that out too, Anne. Because you look at this, This, you know, on one side, the evangelist here has, you know, over a thousand. He has over a thousand people. But then all of these people, you know, they haven't really learned too much about really being active in the faith. And they're kind of static. Yeah, and you they know, you,
1: are still babies. So that's why
2: the 1041. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, like, you, you can see, like, and then this, this group of the 16,000, like, at first, even when they're smaller numbers, these are people who are like really deep that can have this impact. But then now you're seeing that as the years go on, not only do you have this deep pool of people that know Jesus well, but also there, it's it's just the, the numbers just grow and grow. they mm-hmm. They multiply out. Yeah. Because yeah. the those impact and that web of Being impact stretches out. Yeah. And for
1: us in our ministries, like even after that three years, even though they begin their own disciple making ministry, that we continue to follow them up. Mm. Um. It just change our strategy, but we continue to do that. Mm. So that's that's just before we we finish this session. Let's just speak out the the thirty year because people can do that if you begin to do disciple making at twenty. Mm. Even thirty, if you do through to year sixty, if you focus enough, mm. faithful enough, you yeah. know, and the number is um for the first person, um, he still stay in the one thousand uh, one thousand because he mm. use the addition, so it's one thousand five hundred sixty one. Mm. But but then for the discipler it's one million forty eight thousand five hundred seventy six. Mm. So that's like, it's like someone who is solely defaulting that. Think about one million totally defaulted Christians in this country. Then this country will be completely changed mm-hmm. by just one person and stick on to Jesus' way. Mm-hmm. You know, in his lifetime, it, well, if God bless him, he can live to 100 years old, you know. Mm-hmm. But really, just like, take
0: even one person who's
1: faithful. Mm. that's right. You know, and wow, it can this be material so huge. Yeah, huge
0: me. kind of web we of. Yeah, the huge. Yeah, it's it's pretty good once you see those impacts. And I think that's the reason why a lot of times, um, when you hear it presented about discipleship, you you talk about multiplication. And uh, you know, in Acts it talks about the disciples were greatly multiplied in Jerusalem in Acts six seven. And there's this effect, this multiplication effect, which is part of the reason that explains why the church spread so much early on. Because it wasn't like a an addition, like a line. You mm-hmm. know, like, oh, add here, add here. It was a, like a web. Like, mm-hmm. you went out and you made disciples in this area, and then that web expands and that web expands and that web
1: expands. Yeah, but God is very wise. Mm. And it's something very obvious. It's a simple math mm. that, that people can understand, right? Like, because uh, we can see like God's way for a human being to cover this whole earth. Mm. what does He do? He only make one set of human beings and tell them to make a lot of babies and baby grow up and make lots of babies and mm. the addition is like it's kind of like um uh what's that uh what's the population now uh seven seven billion
2: okay seven billion
1: so it's not like. Adam and Eve live to millions of years old and they make a lot of baby and those babies never grow up. Mm-hmm. That's not God's plan. God's plan is you you gave birth to baby and baby grow up and baby gave birth to baby.
0: Mm-mm, that's right. Um, but then sometimes, and we've we've had a couple of different people who, um, even though they know this, they'll say, I know that multiplication is more than addition. It has this effect of... of that's so much bigger on paper yeah, than
1: so
0: the, the effect. Um, but then uh, they'll say, uh, but that doesn't happen in real life. They'll say, we've tried that. We've tried to have this kind of building into others and we did it for a while and it and didn't work. It yeah, we hear it a lot, especially of people who maybe have tried this and they've gotten, gotten you know, quote unquote burned by it. They tried a, a discipleship program and then it didn't work or mm-hmm. they've like, tried themselves to enter in this life because they really heard about it and they said oh it didn't work Um, and there's a few reasons why And, and part of that actually is why we do this cliche series because a lot of these cliches if they aren't dealt with even you hear about this and you're amazed about multiplication and those things you'll end up missing it because you won't do the work the initial work that's needed in order to be able to set set the good foundation for being able to do this kind of ministry, um. So so the first reason I can think of about why um, people oftentimes don't succeed whenever they aim towards multiplication is for one, they're not really focused on on bringing people to maturity, right? They um they try to they want to get everything done at once. They want to put together a program, you know. They want to put together something that they can just start now and get get rolling. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of discipleship, it takes time and it takes kind of finesse and you have mm-hmm. to really work with the person. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to begin to understand individuals.
1: Mm-hmm. It varies like three to six years mm-hmm. and, and it varies because people are people, you know, it's organic.
0: Yeah. And also there's a common saying um, that um, a lot of times we're, we we're built up on our failures. You know, like we have to try and we have to do things in order to get good at doing things. Well, discipleship in general is a long process. It takes a while, you know, like Anne's numbers of three years is a pretty good amount, It's a pretty normal amount even if you're good at building up, if you begin good at building up people, three years is still a good mm-hmm. solid number for how long it takes to really build into someone. And you see with the disciples of Jesus, Jesus, the master discipler, took three years to really build up the disciples, to get to the point of where they could enter into ministry mm-hmm. on their own. So it, it takes years of sticking with it. Um And I, I think this goes into the second point, too, is people have this passion. They'll say, oh, look, multiplication. Look how fast. Look how much of an impact. And they'll have this this passion, but they won't develop a plan. And, and some of that goes into, again, the cliche thinking, a lot of this thinking about how it planning and and things planning with the faith the is work, not yeah. All the
2: legalism
0: yeah like it's legalism it's works don't do it so but all this passion just aimed without any kind of planning without a system without really thinking through you know the years that it's going to take mm-hmm. um how specifically to grow others what goal you're aiming towards without thinking through those things it's not you know we tr- we say this a, we try to say this a lot whenever People begin to really turn down those things and want to do disciple making without coming up with the stages and thinking it through or really thinking about and go and say it's it's not going to work. You're going to burn out if you don't think through the plan first. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you have to think through those things and you have to be mentally prepared, which is a kind of sub extra point. You have to be mentally prepared that this is going to take a while, um, mm-hmm. that you're going to fail from time to time that you're not gonna be successful immediately. Uh, One quote from um, a book that I've been reading. um, Just kind of Navy book, it's called Resilience. And it is um, written by a Navy SEAL and uh, um, by Eric Greshens. And he says, um, if you aren't failing from time to time, there are two possibilities. One, you're superhuman or two, you aren't pushing yourself hard enough. Which do you think is more likely? And at that point in the book, he's really trying to make the point that everybody fails. And the way to success is through failures, actually. No one gets to success. No real human being really gets to success without actually failing Mm -hmm. several times in discipleship. Because actually the impact it can have and how important it is, it is going to require several failures. It's going to require you talking to people and maybe awkwardly not getting to follow up someone anymore. It's going to require you sharing the truth and maybe getting embarrassed. It's going to require you kind of not being able to convince something of so, someone of something and having to kind of go back at it or someone you thinking they got it and then they didn't really get it. And that's frustrating. So there's many frustrations along the way. So you, a lot of times people don't mentally prepare themselves for that. And they think it's going to be all, you know, sunshine and rainbows and people are just going to get it but they're not you have to take a person through step by step and like raising a baby like raising a child um to an older person it's going to take a lot of work in there in the middle and you just have to prepare yourself mentally for it before you step into the mm-hmm. situation of really helping someone
1: mm-hmm. so just just like uh, to be simple, like have the plan to uh how to go on Mm -hmm. Uh, To uh, just say, like, have the plan to keep looking for um, new people uh, for evangelism and for discipleship. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it says, like, on the fourth year, you will find another set of three people, right? And so so, um, if we strictly follow that, um, you almost need to begin to search for those people uh, in a, in the third year, maybe, Uh, it takes you maybe for a whole year to evangelize to people or talk to the existing Christians or new Christians you you get to know and then you begin to invite them into the discipleship um, uh, relationship. And Mm. then maybe you invite five and then eventually only three works, and that's just the right number Mm. for the number four year, right? So so just describe some of those things and without like um, a planning, uh, you just cannot... Kind of, you cannot stick on to that for for a lifetime, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, so for example, like um, I I say like in a year, uh, thirty percent of your time for ministry you spend on, uh, looking for new people. Seventy percent you need to continue to study about the existing people you you help and devote mm-hmm. to help them, and um, say uh, you constantly need. Kind of for me, like I constantly need to have a, a time evaluation to to evaluate uh, my time to see if um, I'm on the right track. Or mm. well, at least maybe like once in a year, uh, year end, you have um, uh, evaluate your past and have a new plan for the new year. Mm. So 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 something like that to help you to uh, keep on track for the uh, long run. Mm-hmm. So just think about like you build up your business like think about how you you um continue to run your business or continue to expand from one store to one hundred stores like mm-hmm. right? how do you mm-hmm. do that right think about um those businessmen they're very devoted, very use up their um their might and their strength to to default in this career mm-hmm. so this is like that, and all the more the reward is. Even bigger. Mm. Then it's it's to eternity. So it's a job to to build up God's kingdom, mm. and so it takes all your. I mean, it, it takes your your wisdom, your your might, your strength. Mm. Because we talk about we use all those things to love God.
2: Mm,
0: that's right. Yeah, and so um, while we're kind of in this area, I think uh, one thing that's really important to cover is is why why is it important that we we do the work of depth in people's lives um, rather than just kind of the addition way you know why is this so important and um, I think that one just basically logically thinking about it is that depth produces depth Mm -hmm. so when you um, uh, whatever that person who, who kind of leads you to christ whatever they are kind of doing is going to be reproduced Uh, no matter what we inevitably reproduce what we promote and so if we're if we're just kind of um, trying to get decisions then all we're going the end result of what we're going to get is decisions and then nothing following that decision and there's a lot of frustration in the church today about oh why is the church lost its saltiness? Why has it lost this? And a lot of it because the goal is not saltiness. The goal is a decision. And you got that decision. You got your goal. So that's it. You know, so you have to have this depth. You have to have a depth being developed in yourself, you know, in your own walk with Christ. And that has to be a priority is growing in that. Um and then there has to be a, a goal of seeing depth in others. Because Jesus said, Abide in me. You know there's no, a, I
1: think it's just like what you it's it's just like if a sand or a stone if mm-hmm. they claim I'm salt. I'm mm-hmm. salt. Uh it doesn't care whether you really have the saltiness or not. Just mm-hmm. the inside quality.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's that yeah, the in the inside quality, you know, the 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 details. You know, someone once said that the devil is in the details, but also God is in the details because it's those those details that make something what it is. So you have we have to go deeper if we want to produce depth. Um, it's not possible to do otherwise. And then from kind of the mimicking life, like Anne said, like you said a minute ago, Anne, like discipleship is kind of the way that God created things to be reproduced. You know, when God said be fruitful and multiply and gave that commandment to Adam and Eve, what he was saying is, you know, go out and multiply. Mm -hmm. You know, go out and, you know, have kids and then they'll have kids and then they'll begin to kind of spread out in this area and spread out in this area, you know, plant.
1: And God is so confident Mm he didn't even make another pair. Okay, why not four? Yeah, you know it's yeah he
0: only needs that because he knows they can expand out he knows they can move out you know why did jesus only train 12, 12 main disciples and not train a big group because when he produced depth in those 12 and sent them out to multiply then they could spread across the whole world they could accomplish that mission you know it's same with you know, plants animals people it's all like that you have this method of the thing that is reproduced has the ability to reproduce and begins to do that even as the original one is Mm -hmm. still reproducing and then Mm -hmm. um also the i think and i think really the the main point and i hope you see that we try to go back to this always as the main point is this was jesus's goal this was paul's goal this was the goal of the 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 people in the new testament you know when jesus said that lord in his prayer, he said, "Lord, you know, I finished the work, Father. I finished the work that you gave me to do." In John seventeen four, um, you can tell by reading that prayer and what he's saying. He's talking about the work of exactly. developing maturity in the disciples. Yeah, doing that discipleship, this maturity that's now there—that was the work that he came to do. The, the going on the cross was was a, a a different work within that same area of bringing kind of the salvation from sin, the justification and, and the for Holy sin. the
1: Holy Spirit came later is to help them to really connect, connecting the points, mm-hmm. to remind them what Jesus said, mm-hmm. um, to empower them. So it's not like a, their discipleship happened after the Holy Spirit came.
0: Yeah, they Jesus took time and built into them even before they received the Holy Spirit. And when they had the Holy Spirit, they were able to go out and have that boldness and really kind of a complete, like you said, I like that. You connect all those dots, help mm-hmm. them bring to remembrance. Like Jesus said, the whole, this helper will come and bring to remembrance mm-hmm. the things that I um, told you. And so there's this effect, but, um, you know, so, but Jesus's goal was death. He wanted them to abide with him. He didn't just want a shallow faith where people um, kind of gave um you know service in the lips they say mm-hmm. to him, he wanted people to really have depth and understand him, mean, that's also the Old Testament goal. The prophets again and again you know called them, and God said, you know I don't desire sacrifices, I don't desire this you know kind of fake life of serving me. I desire your inner person you to be taught. changed yeah yeah and and then um again the I keep quoting it, but uh colossians one twenty eight you know when Paul says that him we proclaim, warning everyone, teaching everyone to present everyone mature in Christ. And again and again, you see in Paul, there's this like goal. That's his mission? Yeah, he wants to, he, his goal and his mission statement is, I want to see, I want to go someplace and I want to see people mature in Christ. He doesn't say, I want to see people saved. He says, I want to see people be mature. Like that mm-hmm. is his goal. And people are saved as a result of that maturity. Mm-hmm. But the goal itself is maturity. The goal itself is that people in their lives are being honoring to god mm-hmm. really that's the goal and if it, it's as much to that being produced then the biblical mandate god's goal is is taking yeah, place
1: let's look at why god emphasized this maturity so much let's look at the the impact of this the steps this this goal to bring that mm-hmm. um into into individuals lives um from three aspects. So the mm-hmm. first aspects, we want to see this from the uh, personal level to individual level. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what change can bring to the individual level? The second, we want to look at from uh, mission, God's kingdom, from uh, the church, the global church. What's the impact? And then we want to look at from the, the you know, the, the world, the, the nationwide, this country, what impact Mm-hmm. discipleship can make so so that dives in to uh have a look at uh the from the personal level mm-hmm. so it's the the deep life is really about what um john ten ten uh Jesus promised that he talks about that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly in some places it says they will have the life to the full to completion. But without, without discipleship, this wouldn't be realized, mm. right? This, this would be, it's just the start, and then that person get abandoned, you know. Nobody really helped him to, to grow this life to maturity. Mm. So actually, this full life, um, so, so the I mean, well, it's the opposite. So the first impact is the missing of discipleship in a Christian's life. Well, really cause at least to cause that person to miss to have this abundant life.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: You know And also, God really saved us for His greater purpose. Mm. He, it's, you know, with the dignity, with the great purpose and accomplishment, great impact. But without discipleship.
2: Mm. So
1: because discipleship really means like Jesus gave his life. His, his passion, his vision, his life to you. Mm-hmm. And then you grow this life more and more and more and more. Um, uh, so you can, you know, lift out his passion, his vision. And mm-hmm. you will realize this great purpose. So without yeah. that, you just, you don't have. It's like, kind
0: of like, uh, I mean, it's an equipping in a way. Like that's what gives its impact is that person is equipped. But it's like this biological Equipping, like in real life, you know, mm-hmm. like it yeah. it grows out. You think of like the bear, like a bear or something like that. You know, their claws are small and those things when they're a little baby, but when they grow out, they would be like monstrous, you know, because mm-hmm. it's it's capable of doing all those things that a bear is able to do. Mm-hmm.
1: What can they do? So they, knock down the, the yeah, tree. Yeah, knock down the tree.
0: Bee... Get the honey
1: from uh, okay. um, the beehive. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so Paul says, I press on towards the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So God taught him uh, with a great purpose, and there is like a reward wait for him. So it's like like people begin to run in the the competition, and then there is a reward wait for the champion. You know, Mm. it's, it's like that intensive.
0: mm mm. Yeah, that's right. And one other way, when um, we're still in this personal area, is this, um, this this depth from what I've seen too is the deeper you go in knowing Jesus, it really helps you to connect the points. So I think one thing that I've seen, um, just working in the Navy, um, especially being enlisted and also being an officer, you see, um, one thing that right now people in the church are not doing well a lot of times is integrating their lives into, you know, whatever area of the their life it is. And because a lot of times they're relying on the preacher's preaching in order to figure out. By the so like uh, connecting, like how their work is important in front of God. all And also his main, what God's main goals are in, in saving people and, and, and bringing Um, truth and and justice into the world how it fits into what they really do so like I've seen people who actually they're less motivated to do their jobs because they feel like oh like you know God doesn't really care about that that's of the world this is of the world system but really a a deeper um, look at looking at scripture a deeper kind of in being with God and thinking about these things I think usually will lead actually to more of a passion for your job more of a passion for the daily things, more of a passion for your marriage and things like that, because you see how that's important to God, actually, when you, you really start to wrap your mind around what the scriptures say about why God gives us work and and why we work and what we're doing there and how we're actually, in one sense, really fulfilling God's mission on one side through working. You know, it, there's this, this depth that can only be achieved by us, Really taking step by step and going deeper with Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm. And for me, like why I, I personally, when I was in my early twenties, really like 2021, 20, why I uh, first accepted disciple making vision and then really stick onto it is to really see my whole life. Wow, when I, uh, if, if I respond to to God's call in this, and which we in our episode two, I, I believe that we. We we um I say, we we quote evidence to mm-hmm. to prove that this is the calling for every Christian. Mm-hmm. It's because God loves every Christian. God mm-hmm. wants to see every one of His child have great impact. I I yeah that's that's one of the first um really the the stickier attractive um calling for me. I see great hope like uh even um. I'm not very smart. Even I'm not from a famous university. Even you know so many things, Mm. and my family is not super rich. Wow, I can really have great impact. God called me to something beyond me,
2: Mm. right?
1: And then, and then, but most importantly is when when I uh, was begin to be discipled, I can see how my life is different weekly. Monthly, you can see the growth. Mm. Like, that's the great thing. Like, I see miracle. I see the transformation of miracle actually happen in me mm. um, every day, you know. Um, and, so, and also so many, just so many darkness and so many things change. Mm. Because that's what Jesus comes come to do. Mm. So, like, Dallas Willard uh, said. There is nothing wrong with your life. That discipleship cannot set right mm. because that's what that's God's purpose. Like what we said, discipleship is God um, uh, gave His life to you, and then His life grow more and more bigger and bigger in you, so all the problems solved really mm. because all the human problems are due to sin, mm. either in the in an individual life or collectively in a family, in a in a company or in in a nation.
2: Mm. That's
0: right, and so I want to. Move us to this uh on the missional level mm-hmm. impact, and so but, yeah
1: the church level one is
0: missional. one uh and mission level you know I would kind of summarize it it's god's plan to win back the world, you know how God is working in the world to to win it back for him you know the the world is um that we've have this sin nature uh and we're kind of trapped in it how how do we how does God plan to win back the world? through um, what Christ has done and uh, one way that I see it is multiplication and discipleship it really creates these kind of webs that you don't see from addition so these webs and what I mean is like in Acts you see people are spread out Um, early on in Acts because of the persecution from Paul actually the disciples were spread out but each place where a disciple went a Christian community started a group of believers a group of disciples and disciples just grew in that area grew in this area grew in in, in each area and that doesn't happen through this normal this kind of addition way it happens through multiplication because it's expanding it's um as as people move out that area expands and the the depth of that person's life begins to spill out mm-hmm. all over. So um and that's one way I think that this you you mm-hmm. see that um multiplication begins to well, the Bible yeah, says, really spread.
1: The Lord desires all to be saved. Mm. So God cares about quality, which is the depth of life, mm. which is the abundant life, the life quality you have, but God cares about the amount, the mm. quantity. Mm-mm. Why not, right? Mm-hmm. All human beings he desired them to be saved. Uh, we just check about this number that um it it comes out to be uh in this country in the u s every year uh there there were, there are were two point eight million almost close to three million people die mm-hmm. in this country, and if we multiplied it by the percentage of um uh, uh, I don't know, 30% is like the uh, serious Christian uh, the, 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 because we want to add this number it's like we're pretty much sure they are safe and then the number come up to be so approximately uh, 1.96 million goes to uh, go to hell without the hope of Christ in this country each year and let's see it equals to 5,370 people every day, daily, goes to hell. Mm -hmm. And we can do nothing about it once they die, you know. So it's 5,370. Think about that. Mm -hmm. How would God feel? How would God feel? And what would we feel?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that many people who are in the same condition that we were in before we knew Christ. The same hope that we had before we knew Christ and that they need someone to share Christ with them if they're going to get out of it.
1: Yeah, hear this quote. Uh, Proverbs 20, uh, hear those verses. Proverbs 24, 11 to 12 says, Rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. Mm -hmm. If you say, Behold, we did not know this, Does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? Mm. And will he not repay man according to his work? Mm. So really, this is the set of verses um, really moved Hassan Taylor's heart, uh, which is uh, uh, one of the most influential uh, missionary to China in the early uh, 19, like 1910, 19. 1900, mm. yeah. So he really sees this because this number, even though back in uh uh 100 years ago, you know, it it would be much bigger, and uh compared to the number uh modern China now, this number would be much much bigger than the number we calculated for United States. And because he has this calculation in his mind, he gave his whole life to. Training disciples in China in many different provinces, whereas most of his uh, fellow uh, missionaries at that time, they only train people. I mean, they they only do ministry. They did ministry in the uh, several coastal cities, but then because his his you know his his really um, passionate. He he's really has the compassion that God has for those lost souls.
2: Mm. that's right. Mm Hmm.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's yeah. To me, that's also you know, pierces to the heart. You know, knowing that God, you know, He God knows. He knows deep down. He knows our hearts. You know, a lot of times people say that nowadays and try to mean like, oh well, God knows what my real intention is. But what the psalmist is saying here is that He knows. He knows what. Yeah, He knows our coldness. He knows what we could have done. Um, He knows. he knows that we know what we could have done, but what we didn't do Um, because we either, because we we doubted God, we doubted that God could really do that through us. Or like Anne said, we were just cold to the fact. We hear um, that 2 million deaths a year, um, people who don't know Christ who have gone to hell. And we feel like, well, what does that have to do with me? And um, that. Yeah, that, that's harrowing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sometimes when, when we see this, we were like, oh, then let's well, that's uh, default our uh, 100, 100% of our time just to evangelism. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's see uh, Jesus' example in Matthew 9 36 to 38. Uh, it says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his, to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Now, when he said uh, pray, um, he, he really, his own example is he, he does not just pray. He really, um, you know, uh, he really comes down to do it. So, so his, his discipling those laborers. Um, the more compassionate he towards the big crowd, then more focus, more effort he needs to do to um to make those disciples so the multiplication can begin.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But really the positive side, um we, we don't say this try to discourage people, but really the positive side is multiplication, disciple making, persistent disciple making is really, really the only way to outrun the growth of population. See this is the hope. Let's see. Usually people gave birth to the next generation physically. I mean, when they are 20, 25, 30 to 35, right? So, But you don't need to disciple people for 35 years so they can have the next generation. Mm. Really, the turnover rate is, you can do your own calculation. You can see the turnover rate is much, much quicker, right? So really, if all the Christians, Jesus real followers begin to focus on disciple making, then how God's kingdom will expand, how this whole world will be changed. Mm-hmm. I'm just too excited. Okay, let's move to the the nation level, cause actually we touched a little bit already.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, uh, change the world, you know, the, the nation
0: Yeah, and I think that, um, so one thing when you think about America specifically, um, and a lot of times, so in in talks about you know why does democracy seem to work well in general here? Why did it work well in the mm-hmm. be, in America's in the founding? Yeah. Um, but then when you try to spread you know kind of democracy, this kind of public kind of government out, um, it doesn't seem to work as well. And uh, what some people have said is really like we have checks and balances in the government, and one of those checks and balances was a general, in general, Christian morality. Now, it doesn't mean at first everyone was Christian, the but it, the moral foundation, the thing people turned that. to, yeah, the agreement was those Christian kind of moral ideals, and people could argue and people could debate in accordance with those. And that was a central way of, of human rights, of thinking about human rights, of thinking about dignity, of thinking about um, law, thinking about punishment, all of those things that gave a real way of uh, communally thinking about that and holding also the government um, in check in a way. It gave a, a, a standard to hold the government in check according to. So um, when we think about just that way, really having people in the society that that do hold to those um, real Christian values and know them, um, it adds an extra check and balance that in a lot of ways we're missing nowadays. Mm-hmm. Because on one side, right, there's less um, even, like, people who in name are Christians. But then even within the Christians, there's a lot of biblical illiteracy in those things. And it's because depth has just been neglected for so long. What
2: did you say? Biblical? Illiteracy. Illiteracy. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah. Like this uh, knowing the Bible totally. in a deep way yeah. and regularly being in the, the, the Bible and the Word of God. And so th- because there's this kind of lack of depth. There's also a lack of depth of understanding about uh, how things fit together. Like, is it how things politically fit together? What is what is right? What is really right? And a lot of times we're kind of having these bylines instead of having people who really understand Scripture and are themselves promoting a real understanding that comes from themselves and mm-hmm. not from kind of what they've heard or this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, well,
1: can we say mostly... Uh, all problems in this country is really related to, to church failing in disciple making.
2: Mm, Yeah,
0: I think that you can. I think that you really can say that the the issues in the the country, um, oh, the the most part really is it's because
1: related to Christians yeah. lose the maturity and lose the saltiness. Yeah, and that f- has the moral foundation to to. Uh,
0: yeah and that's kind of the second point here is like what is the salt yeah very
2: clearly
0: yeah and it's it's you know what is the salt and what is the light and um you know and what one quote from jesus is he said you know salt you know it that is no longer salty is no longer good for like the manure pile or for um actually helping those plants and the Mm -hmm. the reason he said that is because this salt at that time that's what it's used for is to put down kind of the stink of what because manure and things like that were kept out at the time Mm -hmm. um, around where people were and salt that kind of salt they used in that time it was able to kind of hold back some of the effects of that and it was also on the other hand able to be used as a kind of um like kind of manure sometimes used in plants to help it to grow more it would produce growth it would uh, have some good nutrients it would help certain plants to grow and so on one side, it kept in kind of things that were more rotten. And on the other side, it helped build it up. And you just need a little bit for the whole amount of other things. You didn't need the whole thing to be salt. You just needed some. But when that salt is no longer salty, Jesus said it it doesn't have the effect. What what do you do with salt that isn't salty? And it what do you do with it? What do you do with the light that you have covered up? You know, it's a useless light. Um, so what is saltiness and what is light? And, and one thing we kind of get the picture of it is, is when you read the Sermon on the Mount, um, that is in Matthew, Matthew 5 where Jesus brings up saltiness and he brings up light.
1: Now many Christians in this country try to, uh, what I observe is try to fight this battle in a very uh, superficial way, trying to correct the end. Try to correct the the behavior, and you know, to protest or something. To but really, the deep down problem is this: the mm. more time you spend on those other things, it takes away that you devote your time to God's method mm. to change this country to change this world. I'm just so, you know, <laughs> I'm just yeah. yeah Good. So uh well anxious yeah uh, about people because I hope I devote on that on the right way but you devote your life really in the right way.
0: Mm, yeah, and and you know when we don't, we aren't developing in Christ, we aren't you know abiding in Christ. He said You know, abide in me and I in you and the one who abides in me, he it is who will bear much fruit. He it is, that person who abides in me will produce fruit. And so this saltiness, this, you know, fruitfulness, like in the Sermon on Mount, he's talking about all these different fruits of the spirit, basically, that come out of a disciple's life. What is a disciple? A disciple has this fruit, you know, self-control, they're meek. They have these different fruits. And then they shall do these things. They shall inherit the earth. They shall inherit inherit the kingdom of God. You know, these things that Christian promises, you know, they shall have those things when they bear this fruit. Um, So um, the the if we're not focusing on really building up on abiding in Christ so we can bear fruit, then we are not going to have the saltiness to really have any kind of effect. So that this discipleship work it really can't be avoided around if we do the addition work if we do the work of just getting decisions from people if we don't do the deep work and we don't think it through that's the the other point you have to think it through really these a lot of these cliches you have to drop them because if you don't drop them and we don't go deep Mm -hmm. in people's lives you will not see salt and if you do not see salt there's no amount of kind of
1: uh, Real change promoting,
0: happens. yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no amount, of, there's no political candidate who's going to make the change that is needed country. from that. Yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no political party. There's no political theory, even as great as the founding fathers and the constitution is, it's, it's not going to be able to really have the effect that's intended if there's not that saltiness of mm-hmm. the church. And that saltiness, again, doesn't happen without depth, without discipline, without mm-hmm. discipleship. Mm-hmm. And multiplication.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, in order, if we want to see our nation change, if we want to see God's mission moving forward, mm-hmm. if we want to see people's lives really made better through knowing Christ, really made deeper by being close to the source of life, then we need to be mm-hmm. really doing discipleship in Jesus's way.
1: Yeah, and it's like if if we Christians, even Christians, neglect God's method of building up His kingdom. Uh, change this world because it should start from now because it says when jesus on earth he says the kingdom is near repent so it from now until he comes to reign us and uh you know uh, realize this in uh among us mm-hmm. completely realize it but it's a progress right but if we really neglect god's method it's like it's like we cheat jesus blood in vain. Okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: okay, you you are doing this. I'm go here to use my own way to to change myself, to to transform myself and others in in this country. And I think I'm doing the uh, right thing for this country. I think the change will happen.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
0: So um, I think uh, for the final, just finally, to encourage people as we wrap up this one here, you know, disciple making. That there is a lot to be thought about and planned about um, it does take being discipled yourself and it does take a life it takes it's a devotion it's really a, a life kind of devotion to Jesus's way to know Jesus but really what you see through multiplication through that little kind of table and those things that seem more kind of like just cold numbers on paper what you see really is that there is a big impact they can really have once we get this once we get what it means to multiply our lives into others. And and I would say too for an encouragement is that this is possible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just it's not just something that we're talking about. It's something we've lived out, that mm-hmm. we've helped others in a way to where they went from, you know, someone who didn't know Christ to really being effective and helping mm-hmm. others in their own life to be disciples. And we've seen other people do that as well who have ministries that are dedicated to this. And over the years they've seen person mm-hmm. after person after person who's now, this person's now a pastor, this person's now a missionary, this person's this, and they're doing disciple-making mm-hmm. in that. And it's amazing, especially when you talk to these 60, 70-year-old people that are still doing ministry, even yeah. at that age, and they've taken and on... And usually
1: very healthy yeah. and, and very, uh, keep, you know, very smart, like young people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because there's something good for your mind, too, just in general. One is, I think, I think it really is the effect of the Holy Spirit, but then also... In general, being disciplined Yeah. and discipleship and takes discipline. Yeah, they it keeps them fresh.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, the final encouragement for me is like God is really doing a big work um, uh, within the church, within the uh, current like church system, and also outside of church system. Because we see, uh, we see some of our friends they start those. Um, Disciple making house churches network actually mm. throughout many states and, and cities, mm. and they do great work uh, on the on the online uh, education too. Uh, along along their uh, uh, personal discipling and making those disciple making churches, so they kind of like start a new denomination, something like that. But also, uh, our mission is mainly we are called to uh, go into the existing churches and. Go to help those pastors and elders, and help them to learn disciple making for for someone maybe from even scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, to so so God so loves His people that He's doing those two things outside of the system and inside of the system because historically we always see the revival comes from the the both work.
2: Mm, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm, mm,
1: mm. Okay, that's it. Too much.
0: Yeah. So thank you for joining us. Um, Please uh, hit the subscribe button.